Jesse, why did you become a chef? Good question. You know, I was sitting in our kitchen at our home in Byron Bay, or in Lennox at the time, and it was a beautiful day, we're, you know, sitting there, but I'm really confused. I didn't know what to do. You know, I'm 15 years old, I've got opportunities to do a bunch of different things. And my mum asked me, she says, what do you want to do? And she went through a few things. Do you want to, do, do you want to pursue acting or do you want to do art? And I was like, oh, not really. She goes, uh, what, about, what about being a chef? And I was making tortillas at the time. Ah. Fresh tortillas. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, chicks dig chefs. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I had no idea what I was talking about. But uh, so the next day, I went up to the beach hotel in Byron Bay and, uh, and asked for a job and I started. Right. And did you like it right from the beginning? I did. I cut myself on the first day. Perfect. Very proud of that. <laughs> Initiation. Uh, on, on capsicums. Yeah, nice capsicums. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, I, I loved it straight away. I had a, there was a couple of chefs that I really uh, bonded with straight away and found this sort of mutual respect for ingredients. Oh, okay. I think that's where it really started for me. You know, that really shaped my my uh, my cooking from now from then on. Okay. Was it was a real respect for ingredients. Nice. And was food a big deal in your family? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, dad dad was a surfboard shaper through um, through you know, California so in the sixties. Bob McTavish. <laughs> if you're into surfing, you know Bob McTavish, that right? right bag. And yeah, if you, right. <laughs> you might, if you've got one of his boards, you've got like the coolest board on the beach. Is absolutely. that right? Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. So did you do a lot of surfing with your yeah, dad? Yeah, absolutely. All our whole childhood was just was revolved around the beach. Um, yeah, we lived on the beach the whole time okay. um, and just hanging out with, with family and, and in the ocean. We remember as grommets, we used to be you know, walking on the rock pools at low tide and lifting up rocks and finding crabs and octopus and oh. you know, all this type of stuff. It was unreal. And you, would you be eating from the beach Yeah, as well? absolutely. All the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Mum had a, an old book, I remember this wild food book. And so we were eating things like pig face and samphire when we were kids. And, and uh, you know, nasturtiums, of course, and all those sorts of things. Okay. It was just really foraging, fun. like, before yeah, it became before, trendy. Yeah, that's right. Exactly <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Just because we just liked it. Okay. Simple and your dad was a cook as well? Or yeah, he, he loved Mexican food. Okay. And he still does, you know. He loves cooking Mexican. So he's the, he's the Mexican chef in the, in the kitchen. Right. It's because of the Californian days through the 60s of, you know, of shaping through that era. He just fell in love with that whole Baja fresh, you know, fish taco, that fresh sort of chili and coriander and coriander seeds and that sort of stuff. Okay. Yeah. So how do you bring that real love of ingredients and that integrity of produce when, when you're cooking in busy professional kitchens? That's a challenge, especially with volume. To try and get that, keep that integrity of what you, how you believe you know, food should be served or treated, ingredients should be treated, and then making volume. That's the real challenge. Yeah. So at Top Paddock, when I came down here, you know, quite blind to all of the produce down here, I went straight to the beaches, straight to the farmers markets, and just started asking questions. See okay. who's growing what, see their history, see if they they show that integrity to the ingredient. Because that's that, that's what I believe has to happen to, all the way to the customer. Yeah. You know, I really believe that I'm just a, a link in a chain okay. as a chef of getting good produce to to the end user. Right. And we might give it a nudge in, a, in the right direction, but really I'm just a middleman. You know. Okay. That's all it is. Oh, and what about for us at home? Like, what are some good ways for us to think about ingredients? And... The same same way I believe. Um, always find out who grew it. Form relationships with farmers. That's the best thing ever. Yeah. Or fishermen. Go down and talk to people on a, on a pier, you know, and if someone's coming in with a boat, go and say good day. Um, offer them a slab of beer for a fish, you know, oh, <laughs> that's sort of stuff. That's great. Then you get to taste the real flavour of fresh produce. Uh -huh. Once you've got that, then you can build on all your other dishes. Yeah. Because you've tasted that real tomato, that real fish. 
And now you want everything, everything else to That's match up. Right, exactly. Yeah, because I have to say, I actually subscribe to avocados. So not many magazines these days, but avocados, absolutely. And I just love feeling that connection to the farmer. You know, they picked them the day before and they are Perfect. Yes, absolutely. That's that's what gets me excited. You know, you can see that passion, that and that integrity that they've shown to the product, and really, that I think that shapes my whole my cooking. You know, really feel like you can dignify the farmer, you know, by by using that product in the correct way. Yeah. Dignify the, the, the product in the first place. You know, whether it's a fish or an avocado in this case, and it dignifies me as a chef because I know I'm giving the, the customer the very best produce I can, and I've worked hard and long to, to maintain those relationships to try and get that product across to the customer, and that dignifies the customer. I think that's beautiful. I think I might cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very beautiful. And one of the dishes that really, you know, turned me on to your food was the avocado you did at Top Paddock, where it was just the avocado on the plate. And th there was a lot of dignity. And I think, I mean, there was courage in that dish as well. Yeah, it was called lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, some people can say, well, yeah, what are you actually doing? Like, what am I paying for? Yeah. But I think you're paying for a statement yes, as well a as story. something delicious. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. That yeah. chain, I want that story to go all the way, you know. We even, even uh, recycle and, and, uh, and compost the, the seeds, so then they go back into growing more, more plants, you know? Yeah. And helping beautiful. to grow plants. So that, that cycle's never ending. That's right. what we're after. Well, I think the dishes that we see on Danny Valent Cooking really tell that story and really showcase your food and, and your beautiful approach to produce, cooking, and yeah, making everyone enjoy the experience of eating. Thank so, you so much. Thanks for being here. My pleasure.